Life Audio. Welcome to the Crosswalk Devotional. We're glad to have you listening. Today's topic is Freedom Through Discipline, written by Seth Scott. We'll return with the devotional after a brief message from one of our sponsors. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Freedom through discipline. For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Galatians 5.13 There is no freedom without Christ. The common perception of freedom is the practice of license and liberty from bondage. Freedom is assumed to be a life without rules, living for the moment, and the self without accountability or constraint. Freedom means to live the way I want to live free to choose for myself what is best or desired. This idea of freedom, however, is not actually freedom. Because we are born into the bondage of sin and death, Romans 5.12, any attempt at self-definition or personal liberty retains the slavery of sin, spiraling us deeper into the choking bonds of selfishness and sin. Freedom comes when we gain an accurate view of our situation and are rescued from the reality of our slavery to sin and to self. But where does discipline come in? To experience true freedom, we must train and practice through discipline, whether in spiritual matters or physical, because we are holistic, embodied beings. I am not free to do anything. I am only free to do those things for which I have the capacity gained through discipline, grace, or situation. For example, if my daughter is running in a marathon and I want to run with her, I'm only free to enjoy this experience if I've disciplined my body and mind through practice and exercise. The more I train, the more expression of freedom I have to draw on the reserves of strength I've developed. I only have as much freedom to experience and enjoy a relationship with my wife or my children or others as the discipline I've committed to spending time and energy devoted to building those relationships. The extent of my freedom in all things depends on the depth of my discipline toward growth in the expression of that freedom. Our calling to freedom is a calling to live as God created us and intended us to be. We were created to live in perfect relationship with God, one another, ourselves, and creation. Sin distorted our view of all these elements, turning our desires and perceptions inward. We're no longer free to run the race set before us because we carry the burden of our sin nature and the impediments of temptation block our path. For freedom, Christ has set us free, 
Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.1 Freedom in Christ is the freedom to live as we were created to live, serving one another in love through the power of the Holy Spirit, so that we can also experience God's love expressed through His Spirit in Christian community. The desires of the flesh, which is our natural state, is in opposition to the desires of the Spirit. The desires of the flesh do not produce or provide freedom, but instead demonstrate our continued slavery to sin. Freedom comes as we crucify our fleshly desires, disciplining our steps to walk in the freedom that comes by the Holy Spirit. Discipline does not produce this freedom. Freedom from sin only comes by the grace of God, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. However, in the same way that training for a marathon improves our capacity to demonstrate our freedom to run, Disciplining our walk to keep pace with the Spirit strengthens our freedom to walk according to this new identity in Christ. Intersecting Life and Faith Within an individualistic and self-help-focused culture, we can easily fall into the trap and cycle of trying harder to be more disciplined as Christians. However, attempting to kill the desires of the flesh through the power of the flesh only creates legalistic rules and distorted measures of legalistic comparison. The freedom Christ promises only comes through the Spirit. So how can we improve our discipline, crucifying the passions and desires of the flesh to walk by the Spirit? First, we need to engage in community. We were never intended to walk by the Spirit solo. The demonstration of the Spirit in our lives requires the presence of faithful community, as it's through these relationships that we exhibit our love and service toward one another, and we learn and practice the fruit of the Spirit through disciplined relationship. Two, maintain humility and accountability. Everyone training for a marathon must practice by walking and then running. The marathon of the Christian life is no different. Those who are well-disciplined and seasoned need to look out for those who are new, encourage and supporting them while maintaining a vigilance toward their own propensity for sin. Remember, it's only by grace and the power of the Holy Spirit that we have any freedom from sin in the first place. And third, stick with it. As with any discipline, some days are going to be harder than others, and we'll be tempted to give up. Don't give up. Keep your focus on Christ and the prize, knowing that the harvest of the fruit of the Spirit will produce in time. Remember what matters and to whom we belong, members of the household of faith and children of the living God. So, for what form of freedom has Christ set me free? For further reading and listening, consider Ephesians 2, 1-10, through Romans 6, 1-14, through Romans 12, 1-13, or the article on Crosswalk by Seth Scott, What Does It Mean to Be a Double-Minded Man in James 1.8? The Crosswalk Devotional is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grothuis, host of Truth Tribe, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. And we are not tribal since truth is for everyone. Please join me at the Truth Tribe as I discuss the reasons for Christian faith, the Christian worldview, and moral issues such as abortion and gender ideology. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Truth Tribe on your favorite podcast app.